Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. The name of the message as we continue in our Christ series is, Christ is series, is Christ is our shield. Christ is our shield. Genesis chapter 15, we'll read verses 1 to 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord, God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall be thine heir. This shall not be thine heir, sorry, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars that thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall it be, or so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it. He counted it to him for righteousness. So our text starts off in verse 1, After these things. Now, this is referring to the battle of the kings in the previous chapter and the captivity of Lot, the rescue of him and his goods and of those of Sodom and Gomorrah by Abraham and by the conversation that passed between him and the king of Sodom and Melchizedek. And it says, After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am... Here's those great words again. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now he who appeared to Abraham was the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal word of God, the Son of God. And God always reveals himself and speaks to man through Christ Jesus our Lord. He is the mediator between God and man. Christ, the essential word, appeared to Abraham. And here before Abraham was the Lord, the word, the second person in the blessed trinity, the Lokos, God the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And he often appeared in the Old Testament in visions before his great appearance when he was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we looked at one of those appearances on Wednesday, a Christophany of the Lord Jesus Christ when he appeared to Joshua. Now through our pilgrimage through this world, we meet up with opposition from the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we are often beset all around by enemies. Often. And when the Lord saves someone, saves us, We have trouble from places we never, ever had trouble before. And I see you all nodding your head because you know. (laughs) We have trouble from places we never had before. Be it family and friends, oftentimes. Sometimes they forsake us because of our faith in Christ. 
And then we also face trials and tribulations all through this life. And oftentimes we lack strength in those times. Most of the time. We lack strength. We lack strength. So in times, in those times, it's good for us to look to scriptures like this one right here. In those times when, when things are swirling around, when trouble seems to assail us from all sides, we look to the scripture and we see the one who in our weakness is strong. And look at the words that the Lord says to Abraham. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not. Fear not. What precious words from God himself. Fear not, Abraham. Calls him by name. Calls him by name. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So what great comfort can be gleaned here for the believer in Christ? The Lord himself. The Lord himself. And we can look at this as believers and go, he says that to me. The Lord himself. The King of glory, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords tells Abraham, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy great, exceeding great reward. The Lord God is made by God to be a shield for all true believers. Now let that one sink in for us. He's a shield for all of us. For all of us who believe. The Lord God himself is our shield. Again, we looked on Wednesday night how he's the captain of the Lord's host in Joshua 5. And how he goes forth before us in battle. But let us marvel at this precious truth. And let us add to that precious truth, right? This precious truth. That the, so the Lord goes forth before us in battle. What a precious truth for us. He fights our battles. And add to it this precious truth. The Lord himself proclaims that he is the believer's shield. And look, he also proclaims that he's, he's our reward. A bunch of folks in religion are all worried about rewards, aren't they? I had a huge talk with somebody over in, about rewards and how I said, Christ is my reward. And he's my exceeding reward. That's what the scripture says. And this is what it says right here, beloved. Right here. If we have Christ and he's our exceeding reward, what else do we need? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing, beloved. Oh my goodness, everything. All spiritual blessings are in Christ and him alone. The Lord himself proclaims that he is the believer's shield and reward. Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Is it any wonder then that Paul penned these words? If God be for us, who can be against us? If Christ is my shield, and if Christ is my reward, who can be against me? Isn't that wonderful? 
It's such comforting words for us as believers. And he says, fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield. I am thy shield. And notice the word thy. Notice that. Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield. The little word thy, it's personal. And each soul that trusts on Christ can say, he's my shield. He's my shield. He's my reward. Because the Lord proclaims this to Abraham. And so we who believe can say, the Lord is my shield. The Lord is my exceeding great reward. What a precious little word. Thy. Thy. Christ is to his people. In an um, omnipotent shield. He's an omnipotent shield. He's a perpetual shield to his people. He's a shield, beloved, in all circumstances that come before us. All of them, no matter what comes. All the circumstances of life, Christ is our shield. And he is the only shield for the believer. He's the only shield. He's the only shield for the believer. Think of this. He says, fear not, right? He's the only shield for the believer between God's wrath and justice. Fear not. Precious words. Precious words. He's the shield for the believer against God's wrath and judgment against our sins. And so he says to Abraham, fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield. Bring it home, brothers and sisters. The Lord is our shield. He's our shield. So what is a shield? A shield is armor framed for defense. It's held by the hand and borne on the arm of the combatant, and by rapid movement, it protects those who are assailing the defender, you know, blocking, blocking swords or axes or whatever weapons being used against them. It protects those who are assailing the defender, or it protects the defender from those who are assailing them. Whatever the attack, it may be broad surface, the, the, the broad surface of the shield intervenes, and all behind that shield is safe. And this is so in the fierce battlefield of faith, beloved. We're in a war. Brother John and I have talked about that before. We're in a battle, beloved. We're in a battle. And Jesus is a widespread covering. He's a widespread covering. Therefore, as the foe hurls darts, they are harmless as straw for the believer because the Lord himself is our shield. The Lord himself is our shield. And it is he who we are protected behind. We go forth without a shield, we're in a, we're in a heap of trouble. <laughs> oh my, but he's our shield, beloved. He's our shield. And here before us, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word, the Second, the Son of God, the, the Logos, God, the Word who was with God and was God, promises Abraham, and we who are in him, 
right? Because he's the head and we're the body. That he would be a shield, a defense, a protection. That he will preserve us. He will protect us from all who assail us. From all that comes our way. All that might trouble us. Our enemies are strong and numerous, but all beloved, our great God and King is far stronger. And he is our shield and defense. And he is greater than all. He is greater than all. And brothers and sisters in Christ, he is our shield. He is our shield. Deuteronomy 33 verses 28 and 29, the scriptures declare this. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The, foundation, the fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also as heaven shall drop down the dew. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people, saved by the Lord. Who are we? We are people saved by the Lord, right? We know we couldn't save ourselves. But the Lord saved us. We who believe, we who profess Christ, the Lord saved us. I like that. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help. Deuteronomy 33.29 The Lord is the shield of our help. And who is the sword of thy excellency? And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. This fills the believer with joy. God himself promises to be his people's shield, their defense, the one behind whom, whom faith shelters and trusts, beloved of God, and, and what comfort we can glean here. Now how is Christ a shield to his people? Let's go back to our text again. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield. How is the Lord a shield to his people? Think on this, beloved. Christ is a shield to his people from the justice of God. The justice of God. Justice must be satisfied. And Jesus stands between the justly offended majesty of God because God, God's justice has been offended and we are the ones we are the ones who, who broke his law and offended his justice. And Jesus stands before a justly offended majesty of God and the justice, justicely perishing offender, right? We deserve, we deserve hell. But he stands between the majesty of God, the, the justice of God, which is being offended, and perishing sinners, his people. And he satisfies his own law. And he satisfies his own justice in the place of all that the Father gave him. My. God's justice fell upon Christ at Calvary for us. Do you see how he's a shield? That was for us. I deserve that. God's truth and God's holiness require that, that it must be so. Justice must be satisfied either in the Savior or in the sinner. Praise God. His people say, praise God. He died in my place. And think of this terrible as the outpouring of indignation which beats terribly against him.
It pleased the Father to bruise him. It pleased the Father to bruise him. But beloved, he bears it all, the sinless sacrifice. And, it, is it, and, and his justice, God's justice falls against his fellow. That Jehovah wakes his sword as Christ dies the substitute for our sins. The sinless one dying for sinners. The just for the unjust. All the fury of God's justice and all the fury of God's law fell upon Christ in our place. All of it. My. It's spent upon our wonderful, merciful Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate in the flesh, the one who is co-equal with the Father and co-equal with God the Holy Spirit, dies in our place. What a shield. Taking the wrath that we deserve. Satisfying the, the law that we broke. And we are redeemed by the shedding of His precious blood. Do you see, beloved of God, through the eye of faith, how Christ was your shield at Calvary? Rejoice. Rejoice, you who are redeemed, because Christ is our shield. And let we who believe rejoice over this wonderful truth. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace through Christ who is our Redeemer and our Shield, our Savior and our King. And again, let us remember that we are engaged in a warfare. Every believer is an enlisted soldier and we all need a shield, a buckler, a sword for offense, Oh, but we need a shield for defense. And the word of God is our sword. It's our sword. And Christ alone is our shield. Christ alone. He's our shield. Our enemies are mighty and many, aren't they? And as I said earlier, we have enemies coming out where we never even knew we had them before. And we battle the world, we battle the flesh, and we battle the devil. But Lord Jesus Christ is our shield. He's our shield. He's a tried, think of this too, he's a tried and a tested and lasting shield. Other shields are subject to be worn out in the process of time. They wear out. They either get damaged in battle and a new one has to be made. But our shield, beloved, he's a tried and tested shield. He's a tried and tested shield. Many have found safety behind him. A number that no man can number. Oh, what a tried and tested shield. And he is a shield that is the same yesterday, 
today and forever. I am thy shield. Think of this too. Turn, if you would, to Psalm chapter 5. And then put your finger in Job chapter 1. Think of this. A shield that they would use, the Romans would use, another was just a shield, right, that protected the front, right? But our Lord, He's an all-encompassing shield. He's an all-encompassing shield. Look at Psalm 5, verse 12. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. He's an all-encompassing shield. And then turn, if you would, to Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. The Lord is an all-encompassing shield. Now the devil comes before God and says this of Job to God in verse 10. Hast thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? He's hedged up. He's shielded. He's protected. He's shielded by an all-encompassing shield. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Now, if there was one open place that Satan might have came in, it wouldn't say he was hedged all about. He has a hedge about him. And he, Satan can't do anything until God allows. Our God is absolutely sovereign, beloved. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Now look who has the power here. Look who has the authority. Okay? You, you, you listen to folks in religion, and, and it sounds like Satan has more power than God. No, he doesn't. Not at all. Our Lord is, is all-powerful, beloved. All-powerful. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. He couldn't touch Job. He could touch a substance. Couldn't touch Job. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. He, I remember hearing one grace preacher a long time ago say, he's God's devil. He does whatever God bids. God is absolutely sovereign. We have to remember that. Because you hear people, you hear stuff, people throw stuff out there that's just not even true. So here we see the Lord, and think of this, in that passage in, in verse 12 there, we see the Lord has restrained Satan. He's restrained him. He could do nothing without God allowing. So God limits and bounds. Think of this too, now think of this. Let's bring it, let's bring it right home for you and I. God limits and bounds the present afflictions that we go through. He watches over us. 
he limits and bounds the present afflictions of his servants. And to his family in the state, he, he, here he's reserved his health. And, but, but the Lord may put him through another trial and tribulation. But remember, it's the Lord always who is always in control. Let us always remember that. It will bring us great joy through trials and through tribulations that we go through. Knowing that our God is an ever-present God, that he watches over us in and out of our afflictions. He's an ever-present help. Christ is also an impenetrable shield. You can't, you can't penetrate him. He's a shield which cannot be pierced through. Shields of old were sometimes weak, and a sword or, or a spear could go through them. It could be worn down or pierced. But Christ, who is the shield of his people, shall never be pierced. He's ever before us, beloved. And here's a shield. Think of this. I love this. I look this up in this way. Here's a shield that, that nothing can prevail against. Think of that when we're going through things. Here's a shield that nothing, when people are afflicting us or people are saying stuff, here's a shield, beloved, that nothing can prevail against. Nothing can enter. Nothing can pierce. And ask yourself this. Here's a good question. Is it, is there anything, or is it possible to prevail by power against the one who is, who, who is all omnipotence? Can you prevail against omnipotence? Can I? No. That's who our shield is. That's who our shield is. What comfort that brings us. What comfort that brings us. He is our mighty shield. He has all power, beloved. All power. He's almighty. He's far above any other shield. He's supreme, preeminent, invincible, unconquerable. And he is the shield of his people. Ephesians says this, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, who's our faith in? Christ. Amen. Who's the object of our faith? Christ. Christ in him alone. He's our shield. Listen to what Proverbs says here. Proverbs 30, verse 5. I love this verse. Listen to this. Every word of God is pure. Every word of God is pure. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God is pure. And look what this, look what this verse says. Tie it in with our verse in, in Genesis. Look at this. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. He's our shield. God. The, the believer can say, God is my shield. He's my shield. He's an all-sufficient shield to every believer. And think of this, at all times, no matter what circumstance you're going through, he's an all-sufficient shield against all enemies, bodily, spiritual, in all perils, in all dangers, inward and outward. He being God, he being God, and he being all-sufficient in himself, right, is therefore an all-sufficient shield to his people. Oh, what comfort that brings us. Number three, how can Christ being our shield, how can this bring comfort? Well, we've already looked at that. We've already answered that, right? But we'll look a little bit more. 
So let us ponder and think about Christ being our shield. We know that we are unworthy. We know that. We know we don't merit this. We know that. We know that. We, God has taught us that. But we who believe should, should not dwell there, right? We should ponder and consider who saved us. Who saved us? We rejoice that God has revealed to us that salvation is in Christ and Him alone and that we have no merit and no, no ability. But oh, what a Savior we have. And consider our text, you who are beloved of God. And I believe it can bring us great joy. I, I really do, through trials and different things. To ponder the truth, said here. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy, thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So God himself, again, tells Abraham, I am thy shield. What, what comfort that brings God's people. And we touched on that earlier in the message. But, but think of this, where it says Lord there, right? The Lord. That is the self-existent one in the Hebrew. That is the eternal one. So God, who is the self-existent one, God, who is the eternal one, God, who is God over all, the one true God, says to Abraham and says to his people, I am thy shield. My. That would make a shout almost. Jehovah himself. What precious truth and what, what comfort this brings the Lord's people. That Jesus Christ himself is our shield to protect us and to defend us no matter what we go through. And we just, we as God's people are in awe. We just delight in this precious truth. The Lord Jesus Christ, and remember this, is his church's shield. And who is the church? It's not the building. It's the ecclesia. It's the called out assembly. It's the elect of God. It's the sheep of God. It's the ones that were given to Christ in eternity. It's the ones who he laid down his life down for on Calvary's cross. And the Lord Jesus Christ is his church's shield. He is a shield to the universal church, right? Visible and invisible. We who are here on earth and, and those in heaven. He's a shield. He's been a shield to all his people. And he ever will be a shield to his people. To protect and defend it from all enemies, within and without, open and secret. Turn, if you would, to Matthew chapter 16. And then put your finger in Isaiah chapter 4. Now all through the ages, all through the ages, Christ has been a shield and shall be a shield to his church. And although all the power of hell attack her, he is the shield of his people. Look at Matthew 16, 18. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why, why shall not the gates of hell prevail against it? Because Christ is our shield. He's our shield. And then turn, if you would, to Isaiah 4, verses 5 and 6. Now Moses' tabernacle was secured from wind and weather with a covering of ram skins and badger skin. Beloved, so Christ is the covering of all his church. Of all his church. 
And the Lord will create, Isaiah 4, verses 5 and 6, And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of the flaming fire by night, for upon all the glory shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime and the heat for a place of refuge and for a covert from the storm from the rain. Turn one more place and we're close. Psalm 125. So the eternal, the one who, the one who is the church's shield is Jehovah himself, the self-existent one, the eternal God, Lord over all. And we who are his people are, are his flock. And as a shepherd, he preserves and protects us, shielding us from all threats and dangers. He'll be a wall of fire around about his people, a shield ever protecting no matter what enemy comes against him, and no enemy will prevail against his church. Look at Psalm 125, verses 1 to 5. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the, of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands into iniquity. Do good, O Lord, unto those that, that be good, and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon, peace shall be upon Israel. But note in verse 2, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. He's a shield. He told our beloved brother Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. If Christ is your shield, rejoice. No one can protect you as he protects his people. He will ever care for us. He will ever protect us from all our enemies, from all our dangers. And we have hope in one who is our shield and our exceeding reward. And he is God himself. God himself, Emmanuel, God with us. Heavenly Father, we come before thy throne, grateful and thankful for the scriptures that we looked at today. Oh, Lord Jesus, how you are the shield of your people, the protector of your people. May we marvel in this wonderful truth. And may it, may it be brought to remembrance through the week or through the months or through the years, if you allow us to have, that you are our shield that you are our protector. We love thee and praise thee. In Jesus' name, amen.